edition. George Whitfield rolling with two of my favorites. Let's go first with Michael Felder, new resident in North Carolina, right, Mike? I Listen, uh, it's like I'm back again for the first time. I was born here. I grew up here. I'm back here again, so I'm excited. Uh, listen, guys, we're going to fill out this office soon. It'll look like George and it'll look like Coach Sumlin soon. Once I get my jersey and I get my, you know, once I get my swag on, I'm going to have it back. But right now, I'm still waiting on my on my stuff. They'll be here tomorrow to deliver. So look for that for Michael Felder as he's getting the new dig set. And one of my favorite coaches, favorite people in this sport. And he and I, we, we have already just come to terms. We have a special 10-part docuseries coming out in a year. The life and times of living alongside Johnny Manziel, Coach Sumlin. How are we doing, sir? We're doing we're doing great, George. I don't know if 10 part is, is enough. It's probably like a, yeah, a yeah. trilogy, right? Three yeah, season three. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> three seasons. But uh, even though they was only there too. But no, man, I'm happy to be here. Happy to talk to you. And let's get to some ball tonight. 100%. I have so much respect. I just want to say to you, I have so much respect for you because I understood a lot of the context to the winning. I understood a lot of the context of how you were overcoming things, stuff you were dealing with that other coaches weren't. And then just the consistency of it, that's going all the way back to your Purdue days, uh, et cetera. So I can't wait for you to be back in the game, but I'm, I'm honored to be on here with you tonight. Fellas, the marching orders, big 12 field of 12 Wednesday night. We're talking big 12 tonight, powered by bet rivers, George Whitfield, Michael Felder, and Coach Sumlin. Find us on XM app. You can find us on the XM app. Fellas, let's go into it. First, I want to get you guys' thoughts. Mike, I'll start with you first. Red River from this past weekend, it did not go. Anybody outside of Austin didn't. I don't even think people in Austin saw it going like that. Felder, what was your initial thoughts on, on watching how that played out? I mean, it, listen, somebody, sometimes you go out there and you get ragdolled, and that's what happened. And listen, I guess, honestly, I'm going to go toast for the night. I'm going to toast, I'm going to toast to Sark. Sark's a guy that we question a lot of times, and we question what he was, but I'm going to toast to him tonight because his team went out there and got the job done. So I'm going to do that yeah. one. But at the end of the day, mm-hmm. the big thing for me was um, they just, To not be able to do anything on either side of the ball is very frustrating. And to be able to be stymied at that level to that degree is frustrating. And it's now it's one of those things where you got to go back and honestly, and and coach someone, you hop in here, but that's one of those games where I don't think we need to watch this film anymore. I think we need to, I mean, I think we need to bury it, throw something on top of it, and we got to figure out something else. Coach, how do you, in answering that, Coach, how do you put a tourniquet on it? Well, it, yes, your quarterback's out. I mean, the the wheels are starting to come off a little bit. How do you how do you tie it off? Well, the the problem is it, it would be easy, Mike, if if that was just an anomaly, right? They've given up over five hundred yards at Oklahoma, five hundred and some yards the last three weeks in a row. It's hard to beat anybody, right? right. We talked about Big Twelve or whatever. 600 one week against 600 and I, TCU could have got 700. Right. Yeah. So, and, and let's be honest, uh, Texas pulled the dogs off at the end too. 
right? They could have so, scored, scored 70 points if they wanted. That's what I mean. And and so, yeah, to say in certain instances like that, yeah, let's not watch the film. Let's move on to next week. There's an issue defensively, right? It's, it's it's you know, Martinez went off. Well, that was an anomaly, we thought, right? right. And then, then the next week, you know. TCU. TCU did whatever they wanted, right? Yeah. And they pulled the dogs off. Then last week, so – no, so you got to watch this tape and you got to figure out there's there's bigger issues than just one one situation here. And and so I don't know, um, you know, offensively, they struggle, obviously, without without their starting quarterback. But if they can't keep people from under 550 yards a week, I don't know who they're going to be. And 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 I'm being honest here. I mean, it's just. It, you know, it, when that schedule comes out and, and their next three opponents it used to be a breather. And as I said a week ago, if you remember, Mike, no one cares about the OU on the helmet right now. No, nope. And they're nope. all in line because Oklahoma has been running it up on people since Barry Switzer, half a hundred. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, people are in line now to take their shot. And until they get that defense fixed, uh, there's not going to be I, I don't see them being able to to, to win. It, they're going to have a hard time getting to six or seven right now. Coach, let's next three weeks, Kansas, yep. Iowa State, Baylor. Right. Can they get through those three? What, what's it realistically look like? Not that you up here trying to place no, no. bets. <laughs> Kansas no. went, Kansas, just to put it in context, Kansas went toe-to-toe with the same TCU team that throttled them. Exactly. With a backup quarterback for three quarters, and it still came down to the last play of the game. That's next. Kansas, Iowa State, Baylor. Yep. What's it look like? As I said a week ago, there will be even or underdogs for the rest of the year, Oklahoma. Wow. I mean, think about that. You never, you would never see that. But that's the truth, right? And and, in my mind, because, you know, if, if Kansas has their starting quarterback, it's a completely different situation. Right. So, um, you know, they, they, they're reeling right now. They've got to find themselves. You know, there's, you know, who knows what the locker room's like. It's, it's, a, it's a tenuous situation. And, and um, you, know, it, you know, Kansas is still, they're coming off. They, they, they're still playing with confidence. That game I saw, Oklahoma has zero confidence on either side of the ball. And, and you know, it not I mean, it, you know, for that game to be a shutout, what since 1965? Um, that's yeah. since 1965, right? Wow. That's yeah. a, that's that's a statement win for Sark, you know. And and to me, you know, th- those are two places right now going in the opposite direction. The uh, the Oklahoma Sooners get rocked at Red River, 49 nothing, Texas Longhorns. Does this have much effect for Texas going forward, Felder? Can they bottle this up, or was this a good performance? You know how they get up, and then they seem to wobble in the wrong bar the next weekend and get knocked out. Can <clears> they <throat> can they sustain off of this? I, I don't know. I, I, the rest of the Big 12 is in Oklahoma. Right. And so Iowa State, they're going to make you fist fight every day. It's going to be a rock fight. You know what I mean? You're going to have to, you're going to, have to get in there, and you're going to have to – Y'all got the sling, and Oklahoma State's the same way, and, and, and Kansas State's going to be the same way, and Kansas and TCU. They still got to play all these teams that are better than Oklahoma. So I don't know, like, I think you take this, what you take away from this is we beat our rival, which is great. 
Right. But we're still going to come correct the rest of the season. And that's not going to be easy. And as team and coach someone, you mentioned this, right? That like they smell that blood in the water. Everybody wants to take their pound of flesh from Oklahoma. Why not take it from Texas too? Let's go well, ahead and and KU did last year. Coach Summon, before we roll out of this uh, chapter, you've been dealing with and dancing with athletic directors since you've been in the business. You know Joe Castiglione. What is his mindset right now? What is he thinking? He's got different type of pressures in this last year and a half with the portal. Your boat can take on water a lot faster. You could reinvent yourself fast too, but you can also sink faster recruiting and then unique to them just like you did with AM, you're right on the verge of joining jurassic park going into the sec it's a whole different animal he's got all these things looking at him and one of the de- the best defensive coordinators in america has the worst defense on the field in america what do the pressures are the pressures of this going to push him to do anything uh, any any type of shift change, no. or, or like what's he thinking right now, halfway in the season, and he no, knows no, what I mean, it is. Every everybody is concerned, right? But it's a first year head coach. They made a decision because he's the best man for the job, right? He knows the place, and and, and Joe Castiglione, like you said, is maybe the best in the business, right? As an athletic director, he everything he does is calculated. You know, right now. <laughs> Where they are right now, you can't even be looking at the SEC. Okay, so right, right now, right. I mean, as an administrator, that's your job. Coaching is different, and and, and just like Mike brought up, you know, they're Texas is about to play better teams in Oklahoma. They've got yeah, their issues, right. uh, and Oklahoma's every week's going to be a dogfight, and they got to figure out who they are, where their quarterback situation is. Their recruiting, their recruiting class is looking really good right now. I mean, they're, they're recruiting at a high level, um, but they're going to have to. They're going to have to keep doing that. You know, right now, they've got to find out who they are, right? Are they Oklahoma that can score 50? They're not that. Are they Oklahoma that can hold you to, to nine points? They're not that. They've got to figure right. out who they are, what their identity is. And in situations like this, it's not about, you know, who's coming up or what the opponent is, where we're going. You got to figure out who you are, right? Yeah, and then right. recruit to that because right now the identity of Oklahoma is not they're, they're you know, what are they hanging their hat on? And so right. that, that's that's the first thing they have to fix. And 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 then the next things, you know, then they need to worry about your opponent later on. Uh last with with this, uh, and this goes off of last week with on our show, you were there. Why didn't a&M and Texas play through your tenure and since and every and you both got four or five non-league games in September was that was there ever a discussion was it just understood we ain't going across that bridge anymore what was the nature of that there's there's a lot of politics involved in that right when you when you leave a, a, a conference people weren't happy right but there was also the other part of how Texas one-upped everybody in the Big 12, right? With, got, with, yeah. the, with Longhorn the, Network. The Longhorn Network and establishing, you know, the money situation. 
And so there was some, uh, you know, as they say, above my pay grade, things were happening that that people got really upset at each other. I mean, and, you know, when you go to the SEC and, and you win games um, that first year, uh, there, there are a lot of people in, in that are above my pay grade that said, why do we need to play Texas? We're in the SEC now, right? We don't right. need that. You know, that's that's where we are. We've moved on. They moved on. We've moved on. And and so because of that, um, that was not an issue. Now, uh, you know, coming back, what, 10 years later or 15 yeah. years later, they're going to be on the schedule. So, you know, things things happen over time. And, mm-hmm. and uh, But at that time, you know, I think both parties uh, had basically said, you know what? We don't want to play you. You don't want to play us. And then when other teams had whatever your team is, you know, forget about it. We're in two different leagues. We're going in separate directions. But as fate would have it, here they come back together again. Man, I I just look at it. Can you imagine those two meeting in Reliance Stadium or, or Cowboys or having a home and home like they used to? Red River Rivalry. Texas 49, Oklahoma 0, field of 12 on a Wednesday. Michael Felder, Coach Kevin Sumlin, George Whitfield here. We're going to move now uh, into the state of Oklahoma. Oklahoma State, this might be the quietest top 10 team out there. They take on probably one of the hottest teams in America. And, And these guys have been dealing. They welcome TCU, or no, they go on the road to Fort Worth to go play TCU. Michael Felder, we need an undefeated Big 12 champ. That's just the, the, the quiet understanding. Right. The, the only real way the Big 12 will secure a spot in this dance, the dance <clears throat> changes, the dance will change, but they, they need an undefeated. Oklahoma State going into TCU, how do you see that playing out? Do they have the type of firepower to get out of this thing? Because TCU has been playing like, I mean, they've been – ambushing people yeah gangbusters and so here's the thing um i think we watched the transition over the last three seasons with oklahoma state where it was this tylen wallace and chuba hubbard team then it was a team led by that defense headlined by obviously by defensive coordinator jim Knowles, and then you lose malcolm rodriguez to the next level Knowles, you lose him to ohio state and now it's finally even though he's been the starter each one of those seasons spencer sanders this is finally his team He's in charge now. He knows what he's supposed to be doing, and he's making things work. And I think that's – if you're going to hang your hat on anything, I think you hang your hat on Spencer Sanders for this Oklahoma State team. Um, but at the same time, we've watched Max, Max Duggan. We've watched him for four years. Four years, right? Like, we've watched him and been like, oh, he's – oh, he didn't get oh, – oh, he didn't get there. Oh, oh he didn't quite get there. And this year he's getting there, and it does. It obviously it helps. They got that. What is what's the big boy Quentin Johnston? Got yeah, yeah, Lord, what a nightmare! Can you imagine covering this dude? He's, he's just... a, a monster, Coach Sumlin. What just going right off of what what Felder just said? What does America not understand or appreciate about Mike Gundy, his sustainability, and Oklahoma State? They. Every, it's always a surprise that they keep popping up here in the top 10, top eight, year in, year out. 
with with that type of uh, staying power, what do we not appreciate or understand about that program? You know, I think, you know, because of where they are, you know, with Oklahoma, the, you know, the powerhouse that Oklahoma has been, right, mm-hmm. and the national brand that it's been. I think Oklahoma State has been in that shadow from a national scene. In the Big 12, that's not the case, right? If you're, you're coaching the Big 12, you know that they're coming to play. Mike Gundy, in the first week, I gave him the toast of the week. 15 years, he's seen it. He played there. He understands what that place needs to win. He's built that that place from that stadium. Now it's it's a it's a beautiful facility. Yeah. Uh, and they're recruiting at a high level. They've they've got a lot of guys in the NFL. You know, I, I Can I ask you something, Coach? Yes, you bet. How do they let folks with those paddles into the stadium? The same way they let people in with, with cowbells. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yep. but it, what's the, cowbell's not gonna, <laughs> the cowbell's not going to hurt you. That paddle can't hurt you. Well, it, that, it won't hurt you, but I've had one thrown at me from the upper deck. It, it was, <laughs> so don't worry about that. Yeah, I'd rather get hit with a paddle <laughs> than, than, a, than a cowbell because those things are about that big. But back to Oklahoma State, I, I, I'm with you. And Max Duggan, I mean, we he's, he's – but he's what is he twenty six now? He's been twenty like ever, right? Something like so that. So we, we, what you're seeing this year is a couple three quarterbacks, and you can name them all that mm-hmm. are in there. There, even you know, even UCLA. We've been waiting. Lauren Thompson Robinson. Yeah, that's yeah, what I was going to say. Been, yeah, and then now he's playing right, and he's yeah. making the right decisions. He's not just running around. So guys have played that much football. You know that that I can, you can see it. It'll be interesting to me. And I, I thought, you know, when you you lose Jim Knowles, everybody says, "What are you going to do?" I think Derek Mason is one of the one of the uh, is a great coach. Yep. And, yeah. Yep. Um, I go back to last year, and everybody's talking about, well, what happened at Auburn? You turn that game on at the halftime. What was it, six to six or yep. three to three to three, something like that? With Bama, right? Yeah. So you know, he leaves there, and he's there. It will be a real chess match this week. Uh, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll figure out, you know, where TCU is because they've been going up down the field on everybody. But I think Derek Mason will have some answers, and he's going to have to have them because, it, like you said, TCU is playing lights out. And, yeah. and uh, you know, there's, there's going to have they're going to have to get some stops, going to have to get some some turnovers. But uh, I, I, I like uh, – I really do. I, I like Oklahoma State in this game for the first time because I've liked TCU every week. If – let's just spin this forward to both of you quickly. Could – let's just – an undefeated Oklahoma State team, how would they fare versus the top five in neutral sites? Are, are they – do they have that type of metal? Could they really come out of their front door – and come see a Clemson, the two Big Ten bad boys or the two SEC bad boys, could they really come see those guys or are they kind of the best of the rest? Felder, I'll start with you quick and then go to Coach. I, I think that we have – I think – I still believe – I still think we have Georgia and Alabama at the top. I don't think there's two Big Ten bad boys. I think there's Ohio State. Oh, there's not, a spot – they call it the team up north, north of Ohio State – is another monster up there. They play this weekend. I don't think they're a monster. That's 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 the point that I'm making is I don't think they're a monster. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. That's 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 the, the exact thing that I'm saying is I don't I don't know if Michigan is any good. And I also don't know if Pitt State is any good. 
Penn State and Michigan are two teams I still have question marks next to in my notes. Yeah, because I'm still not sure what I'm going to get from them on a week to week. I know what I'm going to get from Blake Corum, but if you take away Blake Corum, now what am I going to get from this football team? But could Oklahoma State go play Michigan in a in a neutral site game? Yes. Could they see yes. Ohio State? Ohio State, no. Clemson. Alabama, probably no. Clemson. Georgia, probably no. Clemson, yes. Coach, what do you think on that? I, it, my feeling is in a one-off scenario, right? Yep. One-off game. One-off. Uh, anything's these, – these guys got speed, right? They, they can play some defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're better than people think in a one-off scenario, right? Right. So I, I think, as I've said for the last two weeks, by the eye test, right now to me – which is a whole different deal by the eye test. Ohio state's the best team in the country. Agreed. And then Sorry. by the eye test, I have a hard time saying Tennessee's not the second best team in the country. The way Georgia's playing, the way Georgia's playing, the way Alabama played last week, uh, the way Tennessee's playing, you know, the, the, Tennessee's dangerous. dangerous. That's a whole other whole quarterback is right yep. now playing the best out of anybody. So, yep. You know, that'll be interesting th- this week. That's a whole nother conversation. But in a one-off situation um, with Oklahoma State, because I don't think – I think their guys are used to being uh, – Underdogs. And, and being – no, and even worse. They're being used to being disrespected, right? Yeah. yeah. They'll come out with some kind of crazy, cool-ass looking uniform, right? Yes. <laughs> it could be gray. It could be orange. It could be – Black. Know, black. Yeah. It could be something – but it'll be it'll be really good looking and mm-hmm. it'll and they'll they'll have energy and I I I mean we'll see what happens this weekend. Yeah. But I, I don't think I don't think that I think they roll that ball out and, and Mike Gunning will have them ready to play against anybody in the country. After they get ready to play uh TCU, their next uh couple opponents, they welcome Texas at home Ooh. and then they go in to Lawrence. Or no, sorry, they go into Manhattan, Kansas. They got Kansas State. Big 12 is about to get real interesting. Let's stay in the state. The Sooners limp into Lawrence, Kansas to play the Jayhawks this weekend. A Jayhawk team that just put their megawatt uh, engine on the sideline with the separated shoulder in, in coach uh, quarterback Jalen Daniels. But the backup had seven, eight starts last year as well. Coach Leipold, Leipold, we'll have these guys ready. How big of a matchup is this, and which way will it lean? Felder, I'll go with you, then Coach. Well, here's the thing. I wanted, I wanted, I was hoping you'd go to Coach first, because the biggest thing for me, and this, this has to do with Bryce Young. Obviously, it has to do um, with, with, with Jalen Daniels, but um, they're playing in Norman. Uh, which is yep. going to be, which is, which that's good for Oklahoma. Obviously, they got to feel a little better about that. But I wanted to ask coach, is it you, good for Oklahoma? I, well, yeah, that's, well, <laughs> that's the other part because we've already seen Oklahoma fans act bad. What was it, two years ago with Spencer Rattler? <laughs> yeah, so, they, they, they do not suffer losing. But go ahead, Felder. What I was going to ask, I want to ask you, Coach Sumlin, when you're dealing with an injury like this, one that is, it's almost essentially pain management, right? Right. In inflammation pain management. How do you deal with that with a quarterback that you know you're gonna kind of need? And so Kansas is kind of Kansas it has a luxury. Bean is a good quarterback. But how do you deal with that as a coach when you know like do I push him? Do I sit back on him? How do you deal with that as a coach? 
Well, there's, you know, you, you've got you've got the games you have to play. How good is your backup, right? And if the if if we with that paid management, if he goes out there and he hurts it worse, is he done for the year? Right? Can he play? Can he? Be, I think that's what you've seen basically with Alabama, right? So if he's eighty percent, is he better than the guy behind him? Can he handle it? You owe, owe it to the player. Hey, look, we're, we've got a bunch of games. We've got this game. We get through this game in two weeks, depending on what the shoulder is. is you know, the AC sprain, uh, separations, like whatever that is, you know, a week makes a huge difference for yes. a guy. Because you're not going to play a game in, in college football and not get hit, right, at quarterback. So, right. Um, well, and the NFL is trying to get to that, but well, that's a whole other <laughs> that's a whole other topic. But um, you know, you, you've got to deal with that, and then you know, have him ready to go. But I think that's what you're seeing at, at Alabama, right? You've got the rest of the season, and Kansas has put themselves in a position to be, you know, to have one of the greatest seasons they've ever had. Yeah, yes. no doubt that he is. You know that that he is he runs. And, and he's a difference maker. So, you know, that, that, that's one thing. The other thing you brought up sometimes, not well, most of the time, but yeah, most of the time after a situation last week, um, sometimes you're better off playing on the road, right? Yeah. Because right. If things don't go right early, uh, you know, fans <laughs> are fans now. And, and, and you know, murmurs turn to other things, right? The, the, there's it's so, uh, it'll be real interesting. Yeah, you're 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 at home. You got friendly confines and everything else. But man, it, it, you better get something going early. And and uh, if if things go the Jayhawks' way early in that game, um, it could get ugly. And un- and understand this, Kansas knows that. Yes, yeah. they know that they're going to hop on them early. They, they're going to try and hop on them early. I, I see a lot of pressures. I see him trying to do a couple of things in special teams. They may not even need all that exotic stuff. Just go out here and line up and go get these boys. I feel like it being in Norman is pressure on Oakland. Can you imagine four straight? Yeah. Normally seeing Kansas as a welcome site. Now these guys are coming in here. They went a clean 12 rounds with the team that knocked us out. And they didn't even have their their, you know, their strong hand in the fight oh man oklahoma welcomes kansas this and they they really need to welcome a win this weekend it's gonna get tight so coach before we leave the sooners michael is there no scenario that coach venables like coach venables is good this he he's secure this year is there no amount of damage that he can withstand that that joe castiglione would say I'm good to go. Too many good coaches out there. I'm good to go. I cannot do this to our brand. The the scary part is the answer is no. That's the scary part because I think he should be safe. He should be fine. He should have his time. He should have the opportunity to to grow as a coach. This is his first time ever doing it. It's the first time ever doing it. He said that at, at media days. It's like drinking from a fire hose. All the stuff you have to do as a head coach that he didn't realize he had to do as a coordinator and he should be fine, but we're also about to see a team get this massive influx of money going to the sec where money doesn't matter. Correct. And which, which 
dials us all the way back into it. I'm sure you wait. I know you know this, Coach Someone. I know you know this, but these 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 string pullers, right? These these Marion, the, like the the pup, these puppet masters that are marionettes. The the yeah the the boosters that have like, well, hey man, I want to. This is what I want, and I want this, and so. So I don't know. I don't know how. I mean, he should be safe, but if somebody comes behind and is like, "Hey, well, you know," um, and I'm like, "No, leave him alone. Let him. He's got to figure it out. It's going to take some time to figure it out." And listen, I say this is someone. I went to UNC. Coach, we Summit. have this. We have, hang on, hang on, hang on. We have this legendary story about Dean Smith, where people wanted to fire Dean Smith. After his first couple seasons, they hung him in effigy outside of the stadium. And now, do you know what that arena is called? The it's Dean a, Smith is the Dean Smith Center, baby. The Dean because Dome. he figured it out. The Dean Dome. They figured it out. The Dean E. Smith Center. They figured it out because he figured it out. Will there be a Brent Venable Stadium in Oklahoma, Coach? Or will there be a new Oklahoma? I'm not going to go that far, right? <laughs> you got a whole bunch of really good coaches there, right? The guy before him, the guy before him, you know, very Switzer. Sure. There's a you know, there's plenty of there's a few. Yeah, <laughs> there's a few, right? Uh, that's why there's so many national championships and conference championships. I, you know, I I, I disagree, Mike. I I don't think there's a bunch of string pullers. I think Joe Castiglione runs that thing. Uh, okay, run it. And I think there's been consistency there, obviously, with Bob, um, you know, since 1999. It's, a, yeah. it's the first coaching change since since then, right? Yeah. So, um, and guys have come and gone. I think he's going to get time to figure it out. That's why they, they made the decision. That's why he made the decision. And, uh, you know, I, I think I think he's fine. But he's going to have to, you know. He's got to figure it out. He's got to figure it out. And, and, and uh, they have the resources. Uh, they have the history uh, and, and they have the uh, the means and, and, and to, 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 to turn that thing pretty quickly. But will they have the patience to accept a sub 500 or 500 ending to this season? This year? Yes. Oh, there you go. That, that's the key. That's I, I think that's the biggest key. That's, I said the, key. that's the key. <laughs> I said this year. This, this yes, year. Not next year. This year. That's the state of Oklahoma. Oklahoma State TCU will lock horns. And the Sooners welcome a Jayhawk team that's red hot. Last spot here in the Big 12, Iowa State at Texas. Now, this is what I was talking about. I think it was pre-show. The Longhorns get up for certain things. They either get it or get close. And then the next week, they never, they're, they're not sober from, from the last outing. Is this one of those situations, Coach? They they had that. I don't even know how long the parties went down there in Red River. Will they be able to sober themselves, steady themselves, and get back on the ground ready for an Iowa State team that's quite frankly hungry because they've been in some real fistfights? Well, just think about this. I don't know right off the top of my head, but I know um, just thinking. Iowa State's won this game how many times in the last five years? I'll look it up. I mean, they, look it up. They, they, it's either been close or it's been right there. And, and I don't think, just like Kansas, I don't think right now those guys, Kansas and Iowa State are 
are, are intimidated by Texas um, like they used to be or right. like the teams of the past. And so the hungry Iowa State team um, is – I see Iowa State and Kansas in the same boat right now, right? They've had a couple losses, a couple close losses. You know, heck, you can argue they should have beat Kansas, but they missed they missed four field goals, three field goals against against Kansas to, to lose the game, right? Right. So um, they're a good football team, and they come in there. I, I I I would be be shocked if it's not a really really close game. Thirty to seven, Iowa State won this last year. Thirty That's to right. seven uh, <laughs> wasn't even close. That was a knockout. Texas does lead the series. But, but I'm Iowa talking about State. recently, right? The last, yeah. in the last, Iowa State's won three of the last four. That's my point, right? Mm. So they they have confidence, right? Correct. And, Texas is, and, and, and to your point, though, uh, George, uh, it's going to be pretty easy to get the, the, your players' attention since you got basically your ass kicked by them last year, 30 to yeah. 7, right? Right, okay, so okay. You, you, get, uh, you celebrate, and it's just not the Iowa State of all. They, they, they've whooped them. Last right. year, and they've won, like you said, how many, Michael? I, 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 three, uh, three, three of the last four. That's right. So if you can't get all those guys have been there to see this, right? right? As they're playing, right? Except for your, yours, so that's a good thing. But yeah, you can watch the tape, right? And yeah, he, he'll so, get the picture. <laughs> that's what, that's probably why he's there now, right? So uh, thoughts on the game? Hard. Thoughts on the game? Cyclones or horns, Coach? Who you got? I like Texas right now. I think they're Michael. playing well. I, I like Iowa State. I, I think that they, they've got a way of – and I understand that what is uh, – Iowa State is – they're three and three, right? Yeah. They have this way of massaging a football game. I know they've lost three in a row, and they need to win. And we can talk all, all that talk we want about Texas coming off of the Red River rivalry game and, 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 and trying to get back into this game and the whole deal. Iowa State needs to win in a big way. Matt Campbell needs to win in a big way. They need a win. And this win means more probably for them than it does for Texas because they've got to win a football game because they're three and three. You start right. out three and oh, and then you lose three. And you listen, the three losses they have, I'm, I'm look at the number. One score to Baylor, right? Touchdown to Baylor. 31 24 to Baylor. 14 to 11 to Kansas. Yep. 10 to 9. 10 to 9 to Kansas State. Right. They're going to slow this game down. They're going to make you play at their level. That's the thing that they do that I really appreciate. They make you play at their level. They make you play at their pace. Or their style. Yeah. Style, sure. We can call it style. We can call it pace. But the reality of it is, is this is a team that's like, hey, man, we're going to make you like if this, you know what this is like? I got a a four-year-old. This is like when I pull her pants down a little bit and she and she tries to run around with her pants around her knees. She can't move as fast. And that's what Iowa State tries to do all the time. Hmm. They just want you to – you can't move as fast. It's like it's like playing in quicksand. That's Got what they it. try to do, and I love it. So don't try to run around Michael Felder without, <laughs> without your pants at full, full set. Felder's taking the Cyclones. Coach is taking Texas. Yeah. I'm also taking the Cyclones. I think Iowa State comes in here just more desperate. Um, but it would be great to see Coach Sark keep doing this thing down here in Texas. All right, we got well, the big. Hang on, wrap. George. I want to ask you, how do you feel yeah. about yours? 
You're the QB guru here. Um, just like you said, you didn't think you knew Michigan and Penn State. And, and I've been mm-hmm. around Quinn a lot. Love him as a kid. I don't know that he wears a cape. I think he's a good player. Um, I thought he had a good, what, two series against Alabama, and that kind of added on to the lore. Sure. But I would like to see him go, you know, start to finish against an opposite equal, be in some okay. obvious passing situations like we see at Iowa State. I just don't think, um, I, I, you know, Max Preps, one of those high school ratings said he is the second highest rated quarterback coming out of high school since Vince Young. And I almost passed out. I was like, here we go. Is it Behind who, like Trevor Lawrence? No, it was Vince Young. And then they had Ewers. <laughs> then skipped some spots down to Trevor Lawrence. And I oh. thought, wait, 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 wait. I just think he, I think he's a good player. Um, I think it's expectations that kills a lot of these kids. Sure. It's the expectation. They don't rate themselves. But I, I just think right now, Texas has a really good player. And I think it's in his best interest to keep playing well. And then you you have the most famous backup in college football history standing on the sideline with you next year. Uh, but I do cheer for him. But do I think he's like some kind of a mythical guy? No, I think he's a good player. He's got a great coach who's great with quarterbacks. Uh, but I, I just I just hope he can kind of you know, keeping his own little style. He's got his little mullet and got everything going. But I think he's a, a good – I think he's a very good quarterback. I don't even know if he's the best quarterback in the in the conference um, just on that. Hey, before we forget, West yeah. Virginia. Coach, thoughts on West Virginia? They got a big one this weekend. There is some real pressure starting to mount up there with the Mountaineers. Um, you know, that they're, they're accustomed to winning. They're, they play spoiler a lot in the back half of seasons. <clears throat> Big offensive uh, outage um, thoughts there at WVU. It's it's a tough place, right? It's the expectations are high, um, and and you know it's uh, um, one of those things where you know. But I've never understood why, right? I really haven't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I get it, right? And uh, you know, one of my I just put it this way one of one of my one of my friends, right? Dana Hogan's <laughs> coach there. And he's explained it to me. It's just a different place. You know, the, the whole burden couches deal. That's a real thing. There, that's right? a real yeah. thing. Right? And so um, the expectations are through the roof. Uh, but I, I've never understood why. Uh, where it comes from. And where it comes from. Uh, you know, but, but uh, where they are right now. And I just had a chance to catch him on television a couple times. Uh, I just, I don't, they're, they're struggling. I mean, they're, they're really struggling and, and, you know, I don't know what their schedule looks like, but those fans there, uh, as I said, for whatever reason, they're not very patient at all. No, they're not patient at all. Will that administration be patient? West Virginia photo. We're going to jump now into the surprises for the season. Uh, the surprises sure. again, field of 12 on a Wednesday night. George Whitfield role with Michael Felder and coach Kevin Sumlin. Uh, good to be with you. You can find us on XM app powered by bet rivers. Fellas, the three surprise teams outside of the basketball schools. Cause the, like the basketball schools have just been, I mean, they've taken over this thing in front half the season, the fighting Dino Babers in Syracuse. Wait, is Syracuse uh, not a basketball school? 
<laughs> have they made noise in basketball? Now, now I'm outside of my own lane. Now I, I haven't seen them do Bro, much yo, in basketball. You, you don't know the Syracuse is a basketball. Have you ever? Well, I'm talking. Now, I'm talking recent. Don't tell me about the old Carmelo days. That's thirty years. Jim Beheim is a legend. No doubt, a legend. legend. Syracuse five and zero. Oh. Next week, this week, yeah, they welcome NC State, who's going to be really salty after coming off that loss there with Clemson. And then the following week, they're at Clemson, the only resident monster in the ACC. Fellas, quick thoughts on Syracuse, uh, Felder? Babers needed this. He's needed this season in a big way. Schrader, obviously, the transfer from, uh, what is it, Mississippi State, has been huge for them. Great pickup. Huge, great pickup for them. And it's it's been interesting because we're going to talk about two schools that – so we're talking about Schrader going from Mississippi State to 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 Syracuse, Mississippi State could have been on this list as well, by the way. Yeah, and Tommy DeVito going from going from Syracuse to Illinois to Illinois. Yep, he so, stays wearing orange, don't he? Yeah, listen, listen this guy is listen. Wiz Khalifa is what black and yellow. This guy's like yeah, blue yeah. and orange, blue and orange, blue, blue and, orange. and orange, blue. And... Uh, but I, coach, the fact that they beat Purdue, the fact that they beat Purdue stands out win. more and more to me because yeah. Purdue keeps getting better and better. I didn't think Purdue was going to beat Maryland. And the fact that Syracuse was able to hold on against Purdue stood out a lot to me. They've got some good players on this football team, and this is the season that Dino Babers needed to have. Go ahead. Coach, again, just give us context now. You're among them. That's a colleague. You coached with them, coached against them, you know, problem solved with them, recruited against them. What does America really need to know about Dino Babers and again, this is a lot of staying power up there in Syracuse. He's got to be there better half of a decade now. He's been there a while. And, you know, Dino has come up the the the, the old-fashioned way. You know, as an yes. assistant coach and, you know, he was an old school, old name that nobody, uh, you know, Homer Rice. I mean, that that was, I mean, he was way back, right, in the West Coast. And then, you know, being an uh, assistant coach, I worked with him at, at, at Texas A&M. Uh, when, with with RC, and yeah. then, you know he's he's come through that the Bowling Greens and and the hard way. So you know I'm happy for him. I, I think as you said, what you, what you what, what I'm hearing, we've heard the last three weeks, and George, you know this. You know he's got a trigger guy, right? Yep. And and, yep. and all these teams that we're talking about, that's been the consistent theme. Whether yep. these guys leave one place, go to another place where they're successful. If they're yeah. not successful here, that doesn't mean they can't play. Correct. And, right. and, the, and, the, and the transfer portal has provided a mechanism for these guys to find a home and play immediately and have an immediate impact on these programs. Just like yes. you said, you know, it, 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 Illinois, uh, Syracuse, all these teams have got guys that have come even, you know, that have come in and, and, and put these teams on the map and, and kind of put them on their back. I've never heard that term. Does he wear a cape? Well, we're going to find out here in the next couple of weeks <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> with because he's going to have to make some plays to win these next two games. Speaking yeah. of, uh, of, of great coaching and, and great turnarounds, Brett Bielema, another lifer and one uh, coming out of college. I was a grad assistant at Iowa and mm-hmm. Brett Bielema was a linebackers coach there and you know, coincidentally, the only two unmarried guys on that staff. So obviously 
you know, I could spend <laughs> a lot of time with him. He taught me a lot off campus. Um, it, you know, I just kind of followed his lead. He was coaching me back then. But Brett Bielema gets to Illinois. This is not year three. This ain't year two. They just cut the ribbon this past winter. Now they're up. They are five and one, number one defense. And they have a shot here in the Big Ten West to win this thing with some resident giants who are out here wobbling around. Felder, can Illinois do it, right? This will probably be one of the last season or two that the Big Ten has this East-West deal because really that league should should be playing. They shouldn't have a division. But can they do it? Can they go win the West? Yeah, why not? If not now, then when? <laughs> Insight like that, you can't beat. That's Michael Felder. You can find him on Michael Felder. I think, I think, I think, yeah, Brett, but, I think he's using that speech this week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But here's the point. Like, listen, we saw Minnesota, Minnesota crap their pants, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. We saw them do that. We saw Wisconsin just look god awful. So if, if you can't win it now, if you can't do it when you have Chase Brown. You can't do it right now. Then when are you going to do it? Right. If you can't do it right now, then when will you do it? This uh, is a team that the, they do a lot of things that I find to be um, some combination. I don't know if special is the right word or unique is the right word, but the way that they they crowd the line of scrimmage, they dare you to go over the top, and that's defensively. And then offensively, they're like, hey, you know what? Guys, we're packing it in. And you come and you come and stop us, right? Which goes back to Wisconsin, right? When he was there, it's this idea of you come and stop us. We're showing you what we're going to do. You know we're going to run here. We don't run to the weak side. We run to the strength. We run Speak, strength. Speaking of that strength, Coach, just like Coach Babers, he has Brett Bielema has put his identity into this program. Yeah, it's a ball coach now. Arkansas, they're winning games. Uh, Wisconsin, they were they were really the landlord in the West when he was there. Yeah, speak to it on just Brett Bielema. What you're seeing from his implementation uh, of the program, his grip on it, and and can they push this to Indianapolis? against one of those heavyweights uh, in December? Yes, no doubt. I, you know, Brett's always been, I mean, even that we've known each other a long time. And at Arkansas, it was a team, probably the greatest compliment I can give a coach is you have to beat them. They're not going to beat themselves. Thank you. You know. No, explain explain that to people, though. You explain know, that. And you know what you're going to get, right? You got to, you got to, he's going to hold on to the ball. He's going to run it. And they're going to trade tight ends. They're going to do it. And then all of a sudden, there's going to be a play action pass. And somebody's going to be wide ass open, right? And because you got to commit eight, nine guys to the run, maybe 10, right? Because you just keep running it. And and, and then somebody will get loose. He's always going to have a kicker. They'll be solid on special teams. He might want a fake or two. He's always got that up his sleeve, right? So, and defensively, they're going to be sound, right? It's going to be some sort of quarters. Right, you got to get some way to get safeties, get them down in there, and get over the top. But you know what you're going to get. But they're not going to screw it up, right? Right. And 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 to his credit, and what I see right now, this is not a knock on the West, but at Arkansas, 
you know, in the SEC West, he didn't have the same kind of players that 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 LSU yeah. or Alabama or or Auburn or even Ole even, Miss. Yeah, right. Ole Miss, A&M. Mississippi State. He didn't have right. those guys, but he still won games. He won yes. a lot of games and and beat people. Right. So I see right now, in in from what I've seen, I've seen Purdue play live a couple times. Right. And Purdue yeah. should have beaten should have beaten Penn State. Right. The yeah. first game of the year. They had game one, but as, as usual, that, that part, so they said, well, well, here it is. I've seen Purdue get better and better and better this week. I was like with you. I didn't think there was any way they were going to beat Maryland, right? Right. And they come out of that. I, I What I see coming up is what, what's going to happen in the West. You're going to have to beat, you're going to have to beat Illinois to, to, to get out of the West. They got every reason to be feeling good about them because they've stopped. What what they give up last week? Six or nine? What what? How many points? Uh, nine, I think. Wasn't even double digits. They gave up six. Uh, six. Six. Right? They won with nine. They gave they up. They won six. with nine. Right. How about that? Ugly and- football, but that's what they're going to do, right? So you're going to have to beat them. They're not going to turn it over. They're not going to have ten penalties. That that's not going to happen, right? So. You're going to have to play. I'm not saying perfect football, but you cannot give the ball away. You can't give possessions away, and you can't have foolish penalties. Otherwise, they'll take advantage of it and kick field goals all game. You'll look up, and it'll be 17 to, to three. And uh, now you got to come back in, in a situation where you only got – he's already run the clock down and five minutes to go in the game. Well, to get your Big Ten Illinois championship tickets, go to Coach Kevin Sumlin. <laughs> He will have those for you. He's got some incredible. I didn't packages. say that. Now. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's cut now to the third surprise of the season. James Madison, first school in Division One history in their inaugural year to win their first five games. We have a real special interview right now with their quarterback, uh, Todd Centio. We're going to cut to that interview now. We are pleased to be joined by James Madison quarterback Todd Centeo, current Sunbelt Player of the Week, by the way. Todd, thank you for being here, man. Obviously, uh, everybody is coming to realize how good of a football team you have. So let's just start with a, a pretty general. What's this season been like? Your first season from FCS to FBS for this program, and you find yourselves ranked in the AP poll. What's yeah. that like? Um. It- you know, it's crazy to think, but we always, you know, I came, I transferred in and, um, you know, I, I immediately felt the winning culture here. So it was kind of like a expectation that we already kind of had, um, knowing that we could, you know, ha- we had that winning culture in uh, set in place and we have enough uh, talented players at a lot of positions, most positions. So um, we felt like we can really uh, make some noise and, uh you know, we're, we're our, our expectations and our dreams are kind of, you know, transpiring now, you know, and it's a blessing. And, uh, you know, we're, we're going to keep working on keep working and uh, not 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 ever feel satisfied. So you you just referenced it. But for those that maybe aren't aware of your football history here, they probably should be by now because the numbers you're putting up are impressive as hell, first of all. But two, you have now played for three programs from Temple to Colorado State. Uh, now, obviously, James Madison. Yeah. What makes this group different? You spoke to seeing the talent and sort of feeling that up close when you when you first joined the team. But 
Um, obviously, the success you guys are having, what's special about this group compared to maybe other groups that you've been around in your time in college football? Um, well, so at, at Temple, I believe that we kind of had a winning culture for the, like the years I was there. We went to like three straight bowl games and, um, you know, I, I, I kind of I know what it what, what, what it needs, what needs to be done in order to have that type of team. And, um, you know, at CSU, Coach Dazio only had really like a year really to try to, you know, put in place a, a winning culture. And um, so, you know, we were still trying to work through all those kinks. We had a young team as well there at CSU. We had transfers, but we, we also had a young team. And then, uh, you know, coming here, I immediately could sense the the urgency and the, the um, you know, wanting to be great. Uh, in the summertime, we you you'd see a bunch of different players going out there getting extra work after working out and all that kind of stuff. And that you know that's good good things to see because I, I saw that back when I was at Temple, and you know I kind of could and assume that we would uh, you know be successful. So the the Sun Belt this season has had its share of national notoriety games at this point I think uh, as a as a whole the conference has sort of put its stamp on the map as uh, one a fun brand of football but two uh, a conference you don't necessarily want to go up against if you're a power five type school that has hopes of running the table, you don't necessarily want to schedule against the Sun Belt. Do you guys as a team, do you take pride in that? Do you pay attention to what other teams in the Sun Belt are doing and uh, sort of, I don't want to say pull for each other because obviously you've got your rivals in there, but are you right. sort of excited to see that the Sun Belt is making its presence felt in college football? Um, I don't really think we really focus in on that. Uh, we we kind of just, you know, deal with what's up with, with with what's on our plates and, and trying to, you know, deal with that and execute with whatever we have going on. But, you know, the, the, we have a lot of great teams in the Sun Belt, and, you know, we, a lot of Sun Belt teams have great wins this year and, um, you know, kudos to them. And, uh, you know, I, I hope they, their success keeps going on and, uh, you know, until they meet us. <laughs> That was quarterback Todd Centio of the undefeated James Madison uh, football team, now ranked nationally. The Dukes, now ranked nationally. Felder, tell me something that I need to know about JMU. Listen, I'm going to tell you this. As someone from North Carolina, I didn't think they were going to get past Appalachian State. They got the job done on the rock. The team that's the same team that beat Texas A&M. They, took, they, they, they beat them. So I, I really love what, what JMU is doing. Uh, they got Southern coming up. Uh, they've got Marshall coming up. Marshall, obviously, another new add to the Sun Belt, which is going to be really interesting uh, as a team that plays pretty stout defense from, from a Marshall's perspective. Old Dominion and another team added to the Sun Belt. The Sun Belt, to me, Sun Belt, Fun Belt. Coach Sumlin, like, we, I'm, I'm loving watching these, these guys play. Yep, Sun Belt, Fun Belt. Uh, one <laughs> word, one, one name, Kurt Signetti, right? Mm-hmm. He's your guy that – he he's seen it all, right? He he's yes. been at the highest level. He was at you know at Pitt, NC State as a recruiting coordinator. But then he goes back to Elon, uh, IU, uh, uh, IUP, right? Yeah, he's yeah. been a head coach at those levels. He understands how to grow a program, what the big time looks like. Heck, he was uh, I think it was, See, was that is run Nick. deep, dog. Yeah, he he was he was on Nick's original staff at Alabama. So 
he's seen the highest level. He's come from, you know, where the lower level with IUP, Elon. Uh, he knows what it looks like, and he's doing a hell of a job. That's the James Madison Dukes, Illinois, and Syracuse all making big waves. Fellas, lastly, Coach, which of those scenarios do you want to just touch on? We're in the two-minute offense. Either one, whatever you got. Let's go uh, from a hiring standpoint. Okay. Let's go. You know what? You know, let's go to those five schools. There's five current open jobs. Let's let's keep the, the, the fans with us. Georgia Tech, Colorado, Wisconsin, Nebraska, Arizona State. Most attractive job as a head coach is which one of those? Um, with the right guy, Georgia Tech. Expand on it. Uh, Atlanta. Downtown Atlanta, the best jobs in the country, as I've said before, are S- or, or ACC jobs with SEC players, right? <laughs> <laughs> so that's where you get them right there. It, it depends on what the entrance is, right? I if heard you that. you have a triple option and you can keep guys and, and you can get in a car and sign 20-some guys right there and be good enough to win in the ACC. So Georgia Tech, to me, to me, right? So other guys, it depends on fit. But to yep. me, that's one of the best jobs out there right now. Felder, which one of those you as a head coach? You look. I'm going. I'll be tight. I'm going Arizona State because I don't have to worry about the entrance there, baby. You know what I'm saying? You're talking about we, academically. Yeah, we getting you. You're coming in. If you oh, can yeah, play, yeah. we can get you in. Let's go yeah. play some football. They, they, and let's make admissions, things happen. The admissions director at Arizona State is rocking flip flops for here's a reason. A, go ahead, coach. But but here's would you ever thought in your lifetime? that between those five, you wouldn't have said Nebraska in your life. No, that's the, no. that's the, cra- that's the craziest part. Yes. No, that's the craziest up. part. Field of 12 on a Wednesday. Thank you for rolling with us. You could find us again at uh, Sirius XM powered proudly by bet rivers, coach Kevin Sumlin, the man, Michael Felder new on the East coast. I'm George Whitfield. Thanks for rolling with us. See you next week.